What's up, Repress your family and friends? We are back with another Bible study lesson for you. And this lesson was given by Giovante Williams, where he ends our fun month. He gives the last message of the month, concluding our fun month. And he talks about going with God without spot or blemish and how we should be holy because God is holy. He also talks about the importance of not just giving God certain parts of us or one part of us, but giving him everything and all of us so that he can clean us up and make us new. We hope and pray that after listening to this message, that it resonates with you, that it empowers you, and that it motivates you. Thank you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to bring us together once again, Lord God, even on this day, Lord God, a holiday, Lord God, where people are with their families, Lord God, that you still give us the mindset, Lord God, to carry out your mission, Lord God. Your mission is mandated, Lord God. So we don't look at this as a sacrifice, Lord God, but as an opportunity, Lord God, to continue to walk with you, to grow with you, and to love on you, Lord God. And Lord God, I decrease, Lord God, so that you may increase, Lord God. I take the background, Lord God, so that you can be at center stage, Lord God. It's a solo act, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And you are just using me as a vessel, Lord God. And I just ask, Lord God, that you get the, all the glory, honor, and reverence, Lord God. And this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to thank Sean for just walking in obedience, for giving me this opportunity once again to stand before you all. And I thank you all for even getting on. You know, I know it's Christmas and y'all are with family. So I'm not going to be very long at all. Um, I'm going to get in trouble if I am. But uh, to, to end off the fun month, we had some great teaching from Maria and um, Elaine. And I want to end it off with go with God without spot or wrinkle. And um, the reason why I want to go with that is because so many times we think that, you know, we can give God part of us. We can give God, you know, if, if I struggle with anger, I could give God anger. But if I struggle with lust, lust is still going to be mine for a little bit. So God, you don't have to wait, you know, and God says to come with him without spot or wrinkle. You know, um, when we play outside, when I was younger, you know, as a boy, if I didn't sweat, <laughs> I didn't think the clothes were dirty. <laughs> and what's, what's powerful about that is because just because we don't see a stain, we think there, there is no stain. But the enemy, he can dress a stain up, you know, and make it seem like it's not even a stain here. He'll blend it in to be a, if you got a polka dot shirt on that, that dot, <laughs> that dot will look like the pattern of the shirt, you know, but the enemy then already stained it. So Ephesians 5.27 says that, that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might have, that she might be holy and faultless. And so what I want, the way it's going to be taught, because I, I had one way, but God told me to do, to do it this way. And it's about marriage, um, not 
marriage in the natural sense, but marriage in the spiritual sense of the church being the bride and Christ being the bridegroom. And the reason why is because, you know, when we, when we find ourselves wrinkled and spotted up and dirty, it means that we've been unfaithful to Christ, you know, because we are the bride, the church is the bride. And when the, and we as people start begin to sin, we begin to be unfaithful, you know, no man, no, no, no man would want to propose to a woman and then come time to get married, he finds out that, you know, she's been with so many other dudes when they were engaged, he would be devastated, you know, and that's how we treat Christ sometimes, you know, we go out and we lay with all these different things. We lay with all these different sins, these different mindsets, these different ideologies, all these things. And then come the time to, for, for the wedding, we're already stained up. There's a reason why women wear white dress you know is because they're pure you know um just as there was a betrothal period in biblical times during which the bride and groom were separated until the wedding so is the bride of christ separated from her bridegroom during the church age meaning that right now christ isn't here you know so yeah we are separated from christ at the moment but that doesn't mean that you know, we're still, we're not still engaged. You know, that's like if, if you get engaged to a woman and because y'all aren't together, she finds it in herself, like, oh, I'm still single. You know, I'm, I'm still, I can still date around. You know what I mean? And it's like, and even on the man's side, you know, just because he's not around the woman doesn't mean that he could just go and date around other women when he's engaged you know, to one woman. And that's how God is looking at us. Like, no, we are engaged, you know, like once we give our lives to Christ, that's, that's the proposal right there, you know, and we have to be faithful. We're responsible for this. It says her responsibility during the betrothal period is to be faithful to him. So no man would want or no woman would want their significant other, the person that they're engaged to, to be out and about with other people when they are engaged to somebody. When, you know, this is who they are deciding to spend their, the rest of their life with. And with Christ, this is who we're trying to spend the rest of eternity with. You know, we're trying to spend the rest of eternity with Christ. Um, and what's what a scripture that goes along with this is second Corinthians 11 3 it says but now I have I am fearful lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ see this is when we begin to become dirty you know like when we're that we're in the betrothal period, we're separated from Christ at the moment because he's not physically here. He hasn't come back yet. It's not the second return yet, but we can't, we can't go, you know, in devotion if we're not doing it with a pure heart. 
You know, we have to have a pure heart in order to come to God, in order to come to Christ. God says to in 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, but as the one who called you is holy, you yourself also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. You know, if we're not holy, we can't come to God. We can't we can't be with God if we're not holy, if we're not clean. You know, being holy means that we got to be clean, you know, and if we're not clean, then it's like God is like, you got to get clean. And most people think that I'm just so dirty that I can't even get cleaned anymore. But God is like, that's not true. That's why Christ was sent, because the blood of Christ washes away our sin. It cleanses us. The blood of Christ is what cleanses us. First John um, one and seven, but if we really are, are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses, removes us from all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin and all its forms and manifestations. And I like the way he put it because you know, we could say that we're clean, you know, but see, to come to be the bride of Christ, you have to be clean inside and outside. What does that mean? That means that, you know, there's so many believers that'll walk around that'll put on the outward appearance of, yeah, I'm clean, I'm holier than thou, and you can't tell me nothing, this, that, and the third, and they're dirty on the inside. God says that we have to be clean on the inside and outside, especially on the inside because God judges the heart. So you can see somebody that's walking around with all the right intentions on the outside, but on the inside, they're like wolves and sheep clothing. You know, on the inside, they're like serpents in the form of a dove. You know, so God, God knows these things and it's up to us as believers. We have to discern these things because the moment we don't discern these things is we can get connected to somebody that is dirty and tainted. And then when we get connected to them, their dirtiness starts to rub off on us. So that's why it's so important that we go to God without spot or wrinkle. And it's important that we get cleaned um, in every form of sin, because I could be good outwardly, but my mindset, my thoughts can be full of sin, full of wickedness, you know, and that doesn't make me clean. That's, that's like if I have a dirty shirt and I just flip it inside out, you know, the shirt is still dirty, but on the inside, on, I mean, on the, if my, if the inside of my shirt is dirty, you know, but the outside of my shirt looks super clean, I'm still dirty because the shirt itself is dirty, you know, and just like us, if we're clean on the outside, but dirty on the inside, we're still dirty, you know, so God is like both has to be clean, you know, in every form, every form and manifestation of sin. It's going to be washed away from us, going to be cleansed from us, you know, and that's very important that we get all of that cleansed from us because God is like, I want a bride 
that when she walks in this pure white dress, that there is no spot, no wrinkle, no blemish, <laughs> no makeup on it. You know, all of these things are clean. You know, uh, the, the dress is clean, the bride is clean, the, the bride is pure. You know, whenever it, I know no man wants to marry a woman or no woman wants to marry a man that comes come the time to of the marriage that they got on the dirty suit or a dirty dress and you know they're gonna be confused like what's going on like why are you dirty and that's how Christ is you know like when we when that time comes you know God isn't gonna be looking for those that are um Oh well, since your 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 pants are dirty and your shirt is clean, come on over here. No, that's why he sent. That's why he sacrificed himself to cleanse us of, of all sin. It didn't say just the ones that have the strongest stronghold in you. Not he didn't say just the ones that you struggle with the most. He said all sin. So there is no sin, no form of that sin, no manifestation of that sin that God wants us walking in. You know, I know a lot of people um, have tattoos, you know, tattoos, there's nothing wrong with tattoos. It's the intent behind it. You know, you don't mark yourself up and to, to idolize other things, to idolize these things, you know, or mark yourself for the dead. But God is like that, to put a tattoo when you were in sin, and you've never asked for forgiveness, never, you know, asked God to forgive you of that or never went to God to, to fix that. That's a manifestation of that sin that you were walking in, that you were living in, that you were, that you made it your purpose to, you know what, I'm gonna go out and get this tattoo, not for God, not for anything else, for me, my selfishness or whatever the case may be. And God is like, okay, that that's a that's a spot, that's a blemish, you know. And God says that He wants to, though our sins is as scarlet, He will make them as white as snow. So, if God is gonna make us our sins as white as snow, that means that He is going to remove that sin from us. He's gonna, He says that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far I'm gonna remove you from your sins. So what does that mean? That doesn't mean that, oh, your sin is here and you're going to be there. No, I'm going to remove it, you know, meaning I'm going to erase that. That's not going to be something that you will operate in any longer, you know. So when we think about, you know, going with God without spot or wrinkle, think about it as a, a wedding, you know because that's what it is. We are the brides of Christ. You know, the church is the bride of Christ, just like Christ gave his life for the church. You know, in the scripture, it even tells husbands to give up their lives for their wives, just as Christ did for the church, because that's the level of importance that God has for us. You know, for him to give up his son, to give up himself for us, truly, shows us that there is no greater love than this. So um, how we learn to 
go with God's plan and how we learn to, you know, heal, you know, all of that is important because if we're not healing, then we still have some stains. We still have some wrinkles on us that, you know, um, when Maria was talking, when Maria taught to be healed, to, you know, to walk in healing, to be healed, you know, if we're not walking in healing, then we still have some cuts, some bruises. And whenever we decide to, you know, put on that garment, you know, the blood starts to seep in. And not the blood of the lamb, but our blood, our dirtiness starts to seep into those garments that God has given us for the wedding, you know, and it begins to taint us, to dirty us, to blemish us, you know, and that's not what God wants. And then with Elaine, when she talked about, you know, going with God's plan, going with the purpose of God, when we go with the purpose of God, the plan of God, then we're not going to fall into the mud. We're not going to fall into the dirty pit. We're not going to fall into these things. God is going to keep us on a road that is, we're not going to get dirty. We're not going to get tainted. But we have this mindset, this rebellious mindset sometimes that, well, right now I want to play in the mud, you know? And what does that mean? Right now you want to play in the mud. Right now I might want to, you know, get drunk with my friends, go out to the club, you know, maybe I want to go smoke, maybe I want to go have sex, you know, just for a little bit, and then I'll get back on the road, and God is like, but I'm trying to keep you from being dirty, I'm trying to keep you, you know, on the straight path, I'm trying to keep you on the narrow path, you know, you're trying to go on to the broad path, you know, but we don't understand that sometimes when we well, most times, any, all the time, when we get on that broad path, there comes consequences. There comes times where we're going to be in a lot of trouble because we decided, you know what, or we try to get this idea of, all right, let me take off the garment, you know, let the garment be clean and let me go over here in the mud pit. Let me go over here and jump in the pit, you know. But then we've just allowed the, we put something so precious down and guess what? The enemy is gonna come steal it. Remember I said, I talked um, when uh, prepared for war, I talked about how, you know, the enemy comes to blind the believers and he comes to rob the seed out of our hearts. That garment is like the seed of God and we put it down something so precious we put it down to go into something that's gonna make us dirty you know and the enemy is like uh-oh geo then jumped in the pit oh wait what's that is that the garment of god he don't need that you know and he takes it he steals it and now we need somebody to give us the courage the power the strength the authority to take it back you know because that's precious that's 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 something that's very precious. And so uh, to end it out, the story of David, when David saw this woman, it's like, dang, she bad. I want her, you know, and he did all this stuff, scheming and ended up getting the guy killed and then wanted to 
Nathan came and let him know, man, there's a guy that got a hundred horses and then one guy that got one horse. And the guy that got a hundred horses wanted the guys one, one and only horse, you know, he was blessed with a hundred horses and horses and this man only had one. And this man decided that he wanted to take this man's one and only horse. And he was like, what do you think should happen to that man? David was, he felt so emotional about it. He felt so strongly about it, talking about, man, that dude should be put to death, you know? And Nathan had to let him know, well, that man is you, you know? And David was so hurt, he dropped down and he's praying to God and asking for forgiveness. In spite of all that David did and all that we do, God is willing to forgive us because Jesus paid the penalty that we deserve. No matter how dirty we are, God can create in us a clean heart. So if my heart isn't clean, I'm going to God with a spot or a wrinkle. But when I walk in a clean heart, a pure heart, a heart of expectation, a heart of forgiveness, a heart of mercy, when I work, walk in a clean heart, a pure heart, then this is why we have to go to God without spot or wrinkle, because God isn't dirty. God doesn't operate in dirt. God doesn't do anything dirty. Everything that God does is just righteous, clean, pure. You know, so when God cleans us, most of the time when you clean, when you're washing things, you know, the, the thing that you're using to wash the thing that's dirty ends up becoming dirty because it's taking on the dirt from the, the thing that was dirty, you know, but God is so clean that dirt can't attach itself to him, you know, even though Christ took on all our sins, you know, he, he became sin so that we might be free. He became dirt so that we might be clean. But God is like, yeah, for, but, but immediately, you know, Christ is still clean. You know, there is no still no sin in him. Yes, he took on our sin, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he walked in sin or he, he is sin. No. So, Think about it, the, the rag that you clean the dishes with ends up becoming dirty. But when we're washed with the blood of the lamb, you know, that the lamb still never becomes dirty and we become clean because God is clean, God is pure, God is perfect. So all of this is for us to walk into this new year without spot or wrinkle, everything that we're dealing with, everything that we still hold on to, God is like, give it to me because right now you're, you're still dirty. You know, I might be, I might've given God everything, all of my sins, but I still hold on to that one. And you might think, oh yeah, I'm clean. I'm extra clean. You know, they got 20 of them that they still dealing with. He got 10 that he's still dealing with, but I only deal with one. So I'm super clean. God is like without spot or wrinkle. That means nothing. You know, that means that everything that I, I struggle with, everything that I, every sin, every manifestation of it, every form of that sin, 
I have given it unto God and he has cleaned me. He has washed me. He has purified me, you know? So understand, go with God without spot or wrinkle. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're struggling with, give it to God. Allow God to clean you. Allow God to wash you. So that's what I had. Very short. I didn't want to take up too much of y'all time, but I pray that y'all receive that. Amen.